you have millions of people who yeah. are a fan of you for exactly the thing that you were trying to conceal when you were younger. When I started watching it, I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone about this. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. And if you wanna watch this episode completely ad-free, no sponsorship, completely uncensored, click the join button down below to support this channel. Anyway. Hello, Connor. Hi, hi. Hello, hi. or should I say C-Dog VA? Uh I prefer Connor. Connor. C Connor. Well, C-Dog, because C-Dog sounds dumb. C-Dog. What's up, C-Dog? <laughs> oh, no, I said, I'm so sorry. Why did I do this? I've been seeing you pop up a lot more for doing charity streams. Like, you yeah. are raising a lot of money oh, for charity. And again, that is such a shift from where you started. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah. these charity streams, you told me that you never intended to be a charity streamer. No. Like, lately, I've people have been referring to me sometimes as, oh, it's the guy who does the charity stuff. And I'm like, that's weird, because I never thought of it as being... Oh, there's a very giving man. <laughs> no, a very nice no, giving man no, that everyone loves. No, because I had this... You know, you, you know, you had this connotation of that guy who does too much charity stuff. You're like, what's his deal? Uh, uh, what's like, he up to? Oh, like they're hiding something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, I started streaming, and um, I was wanting to do more fun events, uh, and simultaneously, whilst I was looking to do more big events that kind of had a, more of a purpose... Um, mm. I, I befriended Iron Mouse, who you've interviewed on the show. Yeah, Iron Mouse, YouTuber. she's amazing. And I, 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 she's one of my closest friends, and uh, we work together a lot and do a lot of content together. And she has a condition that is uh, CVID, uh, which is... Oh, I can't I'm so bad, I should know. I've, she's <laughs> she's going to be so pissed that you don't remember this. Something variable immunodeficiency. Yeah. Basically, the TLDR is no uh, weak or no immune system. Yeah. And I'd never heard of this before. Uh, and I, I, It was completely foreign to me. Uh, and I, I wanted to learn more about it, and it was fascinating, but at the same time, it was very heartbreaking. Uh, and I wanted to do, uh, kind of, I wanted to do something to help a charity that helped her. And so it kind of just came full circle, and uh, I harassed these charities that were very, they'll, they'll admit it, they were, they were kind of like boomerish charities. Mm. And I was like, hey, I will give you $100,000 right now if you put sign up to this thing. And then sure enough, uh, we, I did a charity thing like a week later and raised, I think, $50,000. So I, I owed them a little bit of money. Yeah. And then it, it kept kind of creeping up where I would kind of have these event ideas or these ideas to make video ide uh, stream ideas. And it was like, ah, it only really works if we have this charity event, right. which I'm more than happy to do. So we had the cyclothons, which were a lot of fun. Yeah, where you cycled across Japan. Yeah. Uh, you did it last year for what, eight days straight? Last year we did it for eight days straight and this year we did it for nine days straight. And last year you raised 320,000, yes. this year over 500,000. Yeah, which was crazy. <laughs> was that 10 days this year? It was It was nine days this year. Okay. And I'll, maybe we'll do another one. I gotta see if I my legs can hold up. You're willing to go through with that torture because Absolutely. it was for a good cause. Yeah, it's for a good cause. It's fun and, and people love watching it and I need exercise, quite frankly. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> and what better way than turning nine days of constant exercise into content? Oh yeah, we also had a heart rate monitor and a Fitbit the entire time on the screen. So, so you can see like, my live calorie burn. That's getting over 200 beats per minute. I think you need to take a quick break, sir. I, I, I don't know how healthy it is to be over like 140 heart rate all day, but I think it was roughly like that, like yeah. for all day. I don't know if the, what that does to you. Growing up, were you always into like, where did you imagine that you would ever like be doing such big charities and stuff <laughs> like no, that? Fuck no, I'm British. We don't. We're like, we're like, oh, we'll give five pounds. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, it's we do like charity bake sales and stuff. Like, and I was never into it or anything. Yeah, I was like, I want to, I want to get video games. I don't have enough to help a charity. What the hell? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I always tell people as well when they're when they're watching and. 
stuff. I'm like, hey, if you're if you're a student or you're growing up, don't 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 give any. Just right. worry about yourself. Get yourself right. in a position where you can grow. You can be financially stable, so then you can start giving back. Yeah, right? I, I feel like there is a percentage of the population when they see people doing charity streams, they just feel bad. They're like, I want I to, help, yeah. but I can't, or I'm not in a position to. I, I, and I don't think it's necessary. Just watching is a huge help. Yeah. Like yeah. being a part of that show and just watching it is worth so much and, and you don't realize. So there's a lot of people who are like, I, I don't have enough money to pay for rent, but I want to, I want to give some money. I'm like, don't, what are you doing? Like, don't, you're like, what are you doing? Rent? Pay your goddamn <laughs> rent. Like, are you insane? Like, like yeah. be financially stable. And I like to think that in life that we're so fortunate that a lot of people are, are, are very generous and help us along the way. And I think it's very important that when you, you are financially stable to, to give back and to make sure yeah. you're, there is something that you're always doing to, to kind of, you know, make sure other people can also get to that position that you're in, hopefully, mm. or just have a better quality of life. I think that that's only something I came to appreciate as I got older, mm -hmm. which obviously happens, which is unfortunate, because when you're like 20, you're like, I don't know, I just wanna, I just wanna have fun, I wanna, I wanna be able to buy things that I want and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. but I think as I'm, I'm getting a little older and I'm becoming more financially stable, thank you, YouTube, yeah. um, you know, it's something I've been more considerate about. What was your life like growing up? I think I have a pretty normal upbringing. I don't know. It's but so you're, weird. you had a Wales upbringing, right? Yeah, so I'm from Wales. Which, <laughs> do, you, do you know where Wales is on the map? Uh, near the UK-ish. <laughs> it is. Technically, it's in the UK. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I grew up in Wales, and I went to a, a Welsh school, uh, which means that I would speak Welsh all the time. What do you, does it sound like? It doesn't really sound like English, does it? It's completely separated from English. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't sound anything like it. It's, I can, I can, what do you want me to say? I, can, uh, I, can say, okay, I, can, I have the party trick where I say the really long town name. You say know the it. one? All right, it's. Yeah. That kind of sounds like a drunk person speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people call it the mashing the keyboard language. Yeah, yeah. Who fucking made that? Were they trying to mess with people? It, it was a publicity stunt. And it worked. Oh, they really? was talking about it. Yeah, it was a publicity stunt. Oh. Um, so I, I, I went to Wales and we did all that kind of stuff. And um, it was just very small. Like my graduating class when I left was like 20. Mm -hmm. So it was really small. So everyone knew each other. Everyone, everyone knew, knew each other. Everyone's who slept with each who. other. Everyone knows everything. And yeah. so it's really embarrassing. You're like, if you kiss someone, it's like everyone would know. And then everyone's parents would know. Mm -hmm. And then my parents would find out stuff from other people's parents. From stuff. I'm like, what, what the fuck? I don't tell my parents stuff. Why are you telling your parents stuff about some embarrassing stuff that happened? So it's really small, but, but very friendly. Uh, but sometimes you kind of feel like the small town mentality is kind of like, you, you, you kind of don't gel with it sometimes when you when you want to, you know, when you when you kind of want to do more stuff outside of the norm. I mean, growing up, I think I really envied the fact that I, I wanted to be more creative, but I was very much kind of in that point where I just didn't know how to be because mm. it was never kind of taught how to be creative or how to kind of follow through with that and express that. Well, also, it sounds like from what you told me, like people really try to make people like stay where they are. Like, That's like British culture in general. Though. Oh, okay. So like standing yeah. out Absolutely. is not a cool thing to do. Hell no, no, <laughs> no God, no. Like I was really into video games. I played a lot of video games. And was, too many. it was not considered cool there? That's crazy to me. Yeah, I got, I got, I got bullied for playing video games, which boo me, everyone got bullied, yada, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> it's my villain arc. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, how did you get bullied though? I remember the distinctly there was these there's one guy who's obsessed with like spitting on people and it, yeah it's the most disgusting what thing. What the fuck? He would just go around and he would just spit on you and I was like what? Yeah, it's so vile. Now especially after we've had the pandemic we're like oh, oh, fuck, oh. that's disgusting. Yeah, and then maybe you would like you know you'd be doing like it'd be football or rugby day or whatever. Yeah. 
And they would they would on purpose try and take you down in like a way that was absolutely meant to harm you. Because you were someone who played video games and was it because you were also into like anime and cartoons well, and all well, that Well, I found anime when I was like 15, 16. Uh, and, that, and I when I started watching it, I was like, Oh, I can't tell anyone about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like shameful because some people was like, <laughs> still kind of is. I mean, <laughs> some people thought that all anime was hentai. That was what the impression was in my, in my school. And I, I was trying to, I told one or two of my close friends, very like, I kind of was like, hey, guys, listen, I, I, have a, I have a secret to tell you. I watch this anime called Death Note and it's, and it's sick. <laughs> it's, so it's not porn. I yeah. promise it's not porn. Yeah. And I kind of told them, uh, I was like, yeah, um, I like this anime. You should definitely go check it out. And they thought I was so dumb. Even though they were like my closest friends, they're like, I'm, I'm, we don't watch cartoons. We play Call of Duty, Connor. Come on, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> and so I kind of was like, okay, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to tell anyone about this ever again. <laughs> so, so you kind of, you concealed your, your identity and your interests. Mm. And that's partially what you were bullied for was your identity and your interests, which is so interesting because now you have millions of people who yeah. are a fan of you for exactly the thing that you were trying to conceal when you were younger. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got into doing a lot of the stuff was that um, I think when you just become a fan of anime or, or whatever it is, that uh, whatever niche hobby you have, you, you know, you, you want to have friends who have similar kind of um, interests in, in any way. They won't spit on you for like. They anime. won't spit on you. They'll talk about it. They'll be excited about it. And it's well and good. I, I, my friends are great that I had. and uh, But, you know, it, it is nice when you can talk about something that you're very passionate about and someone else is also just kind of lights up. And they're yeah. so like, I, I love that. So I, I went on like my anime list. And I would just like message people like, hey, you wanna you wanna chat? You wanna and no one would fucking talk to me. Because I was just some guy on my anime list messaging people being like, Yeah, yeah. Man, I'd love to talk about anime if you want to. And of course everyone fucking no, no way. No way. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't make friends. And I was like, oh well, I guess I'll give up on making friends. And I, I was like 16 at the time trying to make some anime friends. And around the same time, I had kind of gotten into this idea of doing voice acting. I was like, huh, this is this is really cool. I think it kind of was absolutely some kind of escapism for me. It was mm. like, I can be these characters in a really cringy way and oh, kind true. of escape through them. Yeah, you can kind of live yeah, like I, in I, the mentality of these characters. Absolutely. For a moment, I could pretend I was light from Death Note or Ryuk or something crazy. You know what I mean? I started doing voice acting with a really crappy uh, Turtle Beach headset that I used to play COD on. Just uh, directly on it? Yeah, I would literally just like have a blanket over my head and I would yeah. talk. It was, sounded so bad. Mm -hmm. Um and I was just obsessed with doing it, and I voiced a bunch of fan projects, kind of like Newgrounds. Anyone would be like, "Hi, I want to do a parody of Pokemon," and then I would just scream, "Being Charizard or something, mm -hmm. some dumb stuff." Yeah. But it was all kind of like building up to like you know learning little techniques, and maybe you would talk with someone who was kind of a bit more on in their journey, and they were a bit more talented, and they they'd put in a lot more hours. And you kind of talk and you learn a bit, little bit. You learn a bit of advice from them. And around the same time, I I, I started doing YouTube because I was getting really really tired about doing uh, voice acting and auditioning. Cause I don't know if you've done much auditions and stuff for stuff, but it, it's, it's tough. Cause it's you, a slog. you give it your all. You spend hours and hours preparing, you give it your all, and then you never hear back. And that happens Absolutely. over and over Absolutely. and over and over again, which is just the way it is. It's how it is. And everyone has to go through it. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, you have to audition. And yeah. then I was just kind of getting frustrated cause I, I, I had my, my university happening and I was, kind of like wasting a lot of time doing these auditions that I knew I wasn't going to get, but I was kind of trying for them anyway, just because I felt like I had to. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm just going to start making some stuff 
that's for me, that I can use my voice acting more and I can express my creativity. Um, and so I started doing the YouTube videos. <laughs> so you're like, if this career doesn't exist, if it's not coming toward me, I'm gonna I'm make, gonna make it. it. Yeah, I'm gonna start making stuff. I don't know who for, yeah. I had no plan, I didn't know where it was going. I was like, I think this will be fun. I'll just make it. Like, so is that when you launched your channel with uh, doing some impressions and, that, and some prank <laughs> phone calls and stuff? That was when I, uh, I released, I think in June, which is kind of when I consider my start. It's like June 2015, I released Sebastian Prank Calls, which is a character from Black Butler, which is this kind of very um, shoujo anime that's kind of like very appealing towards teenage girls. Mm, so like you're a like a heartthrob. Exactly. I was mm -hmm. being this butler uh, who sounds extremely British. Uh, uh, I, 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 do yeah, yeah. What does he sound like? Yes, his name is Sebastian. He would talk like this, and he would always say, "I'm simply one hell of a butler," and stuff like that. And so I would just call up, and, and I, <laughs> I, I'm actually good friends with the real voice actor now. He's, oh yeah, you made some videos with him. He's great. Yeah, he's yeah. great. But I, for so long, I was so worried because I was making these videos impersonating him essentially. Yeah. And uh, I know that um, some of the other anime voice actors were being impersonated on some other stuff and they were not happy about it. And I was like, man, I hope he isn't pissed about it. Were you making him say fucked up shit? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was saying, this character was saying horrible stuff. Yeah. And, um, Cause the prank calls, I was like, I was like calling up like the Mormon church and like telling them I wanted to burn down an orphanage for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's not funny. Not funny. It was eight years ago. Okay. I've the learned. That was a very different. Point. Very different. Very different. I, I, I just thought it was funny if I was like, oh, I suppose I could I have this urge to burn an, an orphanage. It was. It made sense in the show canon. Trust me. It's yeah, dumb. Yeah, it's so right, dumb. Right. Uh, and I would call these things uh, the these places, and I, uh, yeah, the, the first video right away. I really wanted that to do well because I really thought it was funny, as does everyone think their first videos are funny. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I started messaging these uh, Black Butler like fan pages on Facebook, which is a thing back in the day. Facebook fan pages were everywhere. Oh yeah. And they'd have like a hundred thousand followers or two hundred thousand. And I emailed them. I messaged them. I was like, Hey, if you share this video, I'll send you voice recordings like the character, whatever you want. Mm. And then all of them ignored me except for like two of them, which shared it. I think back in the day, the way YouTube worked, having that big kick right away was enough to kind of put Oh yeah, and if you had a system. video that got posted on Facebook and people from Facebook were clicking on it and going yeah. to the video, yeah. then YouTube would reward that as outside traffic coming yeah. in. This video needs to get pushed more because then we get more external viewers coming in. And it was crazy watching it go up. I was like, whoa. And so I think in like the first week, you got like 10,000. By the end of the month, at a hundred thousand views, which at that time was also like crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like blown away. I was like, "Oh my god, I got to make another video right now." Because mm. <laughs> so, I was like, "I'm gonna capitalize." So then on you this. became the Black Butler voice yeah, impersonator. Yeah, that's prank all call I man. did. Yeah, that's all I did. So then I realized prank calls are tough, and so I was like, "Hey, viewers, if you want to get a call from me, um, send me a number." Which sounds really weird and kind of bad now. You just give them a call on their phone. I I had like yeah I literally just I had like Skype credit and I would just call them up from an unknown number. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people would be flustered, or sometimes they would give me their home phones, mm. so the parents would pick up, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Hello, can I speak to your doctor, please? Yeah, yeah. I was like some weird British guy. Be like, I'm a demon. I'd love to speak to your kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so bad. It's so many red flags. It's so bad. And uh, yeah, I, I would kind of mash these all together into like these kind of like fast cuts of fun little conversations, and, yeah. and people would like it, and they would. I would kind of do it, and uh, I did that for a very long time.
um, like a year, I think, I did just that. Mm-hmm. And then you started moving away from that because you're like, I don't want to just be the black butler yeah. impersonator yeah. prank call guy. Yeah, I, it was one of those things that I think a lot of YouTubers get into where they get like stuck in a in a in a type of content, and yeah. it's really hard to move away from it. Yeah, when your your entire audience expects that from you, and you're like, if I pivot, if I try something different, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people, or Absolutely. I'm going to lose a lot, or my views yeah. are going to be down. And the way that YouTube shows you your stats, it's like this video was number one out of ten. It's your best ever, and you're like, oh Thank wow, God but I hated around, I yeah. hated making it. And then you're like, I'm going to try something new, and it's like ten out of ten. This yeah. is your worst video, the and you're like. Oh, in a weird sense, you can't win. You in can't a weird win. sense, YouTube with this this uh, statistic that they show, it's encouraging you to do exactly what you already did and keep yeah. doing that. Yeah, and I think it's it's a lot of YouTubers, especially you know when you're young, you don't you don't think about what's the strategy, what's the end goal. Yeah, you're yeah. just like I want to keep making the things that are fun, and right now those videos were fun. And then as I realized, you know, I started making like 20, 30 bucks from these videos, which was crazy. I was like, whoa, you know, I really wanted to make sure that I could keep doing this for a long time, and to do that, I I, I was like, this needs to be fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to find a way to branch away from doing just anime impressions. Uh, and, and, you know, for a long time, I was trying to think of ways to get people off of this one character I was doing. And so I started introducing a bunch of other characters. But then I realized, well, I'm kind of putting a Band-Aid on a solution that I, which was the problem was I didn't want to do the impersonation stuff. So then you're like, I'll do different impersonation yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and it was like, okay, well, then I started making some really weird videos mm-hmm. where I would do, like, characters playing games. And I was like, this is too cringe for me. I can't do this. Mm. And then I started sprinkling in videos where they were more focused on, like, Maybe there was some anime focus, or these characters were in the focus, but I was also in the video physically. You eventually transitioned away from that entirely. Yeah, I still kind of focus a little bit on anime. Kind of like otaku kind of culture stuff is what I best described it. Mm. It was like there's always some kind of anime in the background, or some kind of hint to it or nod to it. All the humor appealed to anime fans, but it was always me doing dumb stuff. Like maybe I would would just go on like Fiverr and hire them to make anime stuff. And Mm. it was kind of like, Transitioning it again into that kind of new type of YouTube style, whilst also keeping like the old fans kind of a little bit interested, but, mm-hmm. but trying to gain new viewers at the same time. And then this is where I, I'd been doing voice acting for a little time, uh, well, not a little time, like quite a long time at this point, and I'd been doing professional work, and I felt confident about talking about voice acting from more of a professional angle. One big series I had for a little while was that, you know those Wired shows where they would have like the professional? Yeah. I literally just stole their thumbnail and I did it as me and talking about voice acting. Right. And that did really well for a while. People loved those and I was kind of finding a lot more interesting ways into uh, integrating voice acting into the content more and that was really, really fun for a while. Like I would I would dub over anime and fix bad anime that, were, that people perceived as bad. And I would be like, is it actually bad? Or is the writing bad? Or is the pacing bad? Like, let's actually like talk about what's bad here. And that was all, all really rewarding and fun. And then I kind of uh, moved to Japan. Kind that, of moved to Japan. That was, the, that was the thing where it all changed. Oh, by the way, this episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Most people think that they're spending around $80 a month on subscriptions when it's actually closer to $200. And yes, I am one of those people who realized that they were being double charged for things and charged for things that I had no idea I had even signed up for. Like, I guess I did sign up for Spotify under two email addresses and I was getting double charged, but that's that's in hindsight. I don't dwell on the past. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions 
monitors your spendings, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel your subscriptions that you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service, because Rocket Money does all of the work for you. Rocket Money can even help negotiate to lower your bills by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. That's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. I will only say this one more time. It's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Anyway, back to Connor. You moving to Japan does feel like the moment when everything started kind of kind of hitting the ground running. Massively. That was, it was like, if the graph was like this, yeah. and I've never really had a massive blow up from one thing, like I think a lot of creators did. It was always very steady, but then the the the, the incline of the steadiness got very like steep. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting now. It, it was offered to you, right? Someone said, do you want to move to Japan? Yeah, Maylene, who's a good friend of ours and our boss now, um, had, pitched to some higher-ups in a, in a big Japanese conglomeration about making a company filled with YouTubers that you bring to Japan, promoting anime stuff and promoting Japanese uh, products and stuff. And so she was just like, hey, do you want to move to Japan? And at this time, I, I knew, like, I thought nothing of it, and I didn't think that, I didn't know any, any Japanese or anything. Yeah, because uh, you just watched the American dubs? I watched English dubs and I watched subs as well, but in, in the anime community at that time, people who like expressed that they were super into Japan and spoke Japanese, it was like, oh, you're so, you're so cringe. So it was cringy to be so too. Cringe. Yeah, it's like, what are you? I, so, I don't want you, those fans. Even when a, a weeb that would get yeah. teased would make fun of the other weebs who were more weeby. Absolutely, yeah. There was hierarchies of it. Yeah, and, and I. Ultimately, I regretted that because I'm so envious of those people again. And, and it stemmed from, again, it's so weird because I was mentioning how it was tough to feel that I could express myself in the UK. And then here I am doing the exact same thing to other anime fans who were interested in Japanese culture, mm. learning Japanese. And I felt kind of self-conscious by the fact that they were willing to push themselves and learn a language. And well, I kind of, I feel like that gives you perspective absolutely. of why people were bullying you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I... You know, I never made fun of these people to their face or anything like that, but I always used to think, like, in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm one of the cool animators. <laughs> I'm one of the cool nerds. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm functional in society, okay? <laughs> the next step for me was that I really wanted to have a big evolution of kind of, like, being more out there in the, like, on, in, like, on location, interacting with people, finding cool things to, to document and kind of get involved with and utilizing my strength, which was that I think I was, um, I, I was... <laughs> I could withstand cringe to agree that I think other people couldn't. Like being the center of the cringe. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't mind doing that. Because you, you kind of transitioned to English man in Japan. Fish out of water. Fish out of water. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was great. What was the, what was the first video that you that you shot there? Like went to the Yaoi Cafe. Right, which is Boys Leah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yaoi is like, oh, it's almost the Western term actually, because in Japan they use the word boys love for it. Oh. Which kind of tells you all about it. I, I don't I wouldn't even ask any questions about what that meant if yeah. uh, you just said it's boys love. It's boys love cafe. But okay. it, it, it's always really weird because it's like they're not, it's, it's like a fetishized version of gay romance and it's it's not for so gay. So it's not gay, it's just a gay fetish. It's kind of, yeah, it's mainly for, <laughs> it was mainly in Japan, it's, it's mainly targeted at women. Oh, it's for, it's for like women it's who are women. into watching. Yes. Boys together. Yes, yes. And so all this cafe, all the demographic that goes there is women. Oh. Uh, and so it's kind of, and it's very odd. 
Um, yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> well, you did the Pocky game with the with one of the boys. I did, I did. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I actually recently went back there to kind of like after having more experience almost because when I was filming that video, I was kind of like I was kind of sitting back a little bit. I didn't get too much involved. I got a lot more involved this time. You know, you know more Japanese. You yeah. know more about the culture. Yeah, you yeah. are used to making an ass out of yourself on camera. Absolutely, and so I went into it 100%. And it's kind of a fun video because I kind of actually like worked there uh, and I interacted with them and did some of the scenes which was really pushing me on the how much cringe I can withstand. I feel like part of the reason that you were able to grow an audience that was so supportive of you just yep. being you is, is through these videos where you were completely just like fish out of water. Like, yeah. I am going to experience these things firsthand without judgment. It was more Absolutely, like you yeah. were experiencing it from curiosity. When you're when you're you bring a camera somewhere yeah. and you talk with someone, it is absolutely your job to put that person at ease and mm. kind of be like this. Me and this camera is is not a threat. We're not here to to sh like uh, exploit you to exploit you or make you look bad or smear you in any way. It's I just want to know about you, your whoever this person is. It's their story. They have an interesting life, and I. You know, especially when we're in Japan, and there's so much uh, respect and courtesy in the culture. It's it's so much about showing these people right away that like they probably feel that from a normal person's perspective that like what they do is unusual. And it's my job to be like, hell no, like let's do it. Doing that helps lead you to gaining more and more success, more yeah. and more people being yeah. on board with you as a personality, not just for yeah. the, the the voice yeah. impressions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you. You started the Trash Taste podcast. We did, yeah. We started that during the pandemic. And that is when I kind of noticed the biggest change that I've ever seen on YouTube for me. That was like a huge, huge change. Um, I mean, because, you know, right away, it just, it was getting like a, like a million views. Yeah. For a two-hour podcast, which yeah. is just insane. Yeah, that's crazy. At the time, I don't think there was any other podcast that were getting that consistently. Yeah, like not every consistently. Every single episode. And for that long of a video too yeah and it was just weird because it was just like it was like what's special about this it was like oh it's just three dudes who like anime who just talk about weird shit and so you and couldn't even put a finger on what it was that made it so popular uh, it was during the pandemic um i think we we were genuine friends and that really helped have the conversation be solid and i think we we'd all had some experience doing podcasts so we all came into it with a bit of experience on how how to let each other talk and, and how to pace it um and i think we all just genuinely were excited to hang out with each other and we were in person during the pandemic, which was mm. a big, big thing. And so I think it was just a perfect storm of things that came together um, and people loved it. And then we really tried our best to, to hopefully make it a big thing. And it, it, it became a huge thing. Have there been any unexpected side effects of blowing up? I feel like I don't get a lot of them because I'm just in Japan. Like mm. I just, my day to day is so boring and You're so not, You normal. don't have a SWAT team show up to your Do house every teams. single time that you stream? They'd have to like, one, find my address, be able to understand what that address is in like an English context, call up the Japanese SWAT <laughs> team, which, no, I don't even think they'd show up. I yeah. think they'd be like, he's, he's a what? Yeah. <laughs> nah, no way. I, I, so I'm not worried about anything like that. So it's like I, all, a lot of the big worries that a lot of my friends have, I, I just don't have to worry about. And they're not necessarily streamer problems, they're American problems. Absolutely, <laughs> they are American problems. And they're like, oh, you know, sometimes I'll be like, man, everyone's everyone's so fake here or something. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not here. Like, I don't have to deal with that. I'm, I'm just hanging out with the friends I like in Japan. And mm -hmm. maybe I come here to LA and I hang out with everyone I like to see. And it's kind of nice having that kind of separation where it's like, I when I go to Japan, I feel like it's just me and my good group of friends and I can just focus on doing what I like. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really had too many downsides other than being busy and 
it is kind of tough sometimes managing the, the friends and hanging out with friends and work-life balance, even though I told you I'm trying to, because I genuinely love working and I love doing what I do and, I, and I'm extremely passionate about it. And I feel blessed that what I do now is probably some of the most passionate stuff that I'm, I, I feel so strongly about. Has your self-worth ever been attached to your success or your numbers or your, you know, the way people perceive you? Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. I, I try to say that it isn't and I try to say that it wouldn't, but I, I also am, I'm also, I can realize that I'm doing well right now and it's super easy to think that I don't care about mm -hmm. it because everything's doing well, right? And so I, I can, I, I definitely know if it ever were to go down, I, I would definitely be like, <sighs> but I, I also think that I'm, I'm mentally well enough and stable enough to be able to recognize maybe when I'm attaching too much worth to something, and be able to like say, hey, why, why do I think that way? Mm -hmm. Why do I look at it that way? Right. You're not worried about the fall off, or you're not like, I'm on top of the world, so therefore the fall is going to be so. I, or anything like that? I hope not. I mean, I'm just trying to do me. I'm, yeah. trying, to, I'm trying to make well, things I, think that's I like. The I think yeah. that's the best way to approach it. I think some people get so caught up in like, uh oh, I'm doing really well. That means that it's gonna, I, be yeah, it's gonna, yeah. like, I'm just grasping to like barely keep this success here, but it's gonna eventually crumble. I think that if you, if you are able to approach your success from an, uh, a perspective of knowing that there are always ups, Always you downs. have to be ready for the ups and downs. You, you have to be fine knowing that this down, this drop, mm. isn't going to be forever in the same way that the success isn't going to be forever. Yeah, it's 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 waves, ups and downs. It's yeah. what it is. You just got to ride it and hope that, have faith in what you're doing and mm -hmm. the content you're putting out there or whatever you're throwing out to the world is, is meaningful. I also just haven't checked like YouTube analytics in so long. I became yeah. so much happier when I stopped. Yeah, were and you I, for a time? Like, like yeah, numbers, numbers? Yeah, I think, I think so. Like, I, I think that you know, when you're living off of it, and it, and it really was like a day-by-day -day thing where I'm like, I yeah. need money to live. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, I was really caught up on it. And it's this dangerous cycle sometimes, I think, when, you know, I've had friends who, who were doing this, um, who maybe got caught up making the same things that w wasn't doing too well, but they felt like they were trapped and they really wanted to keep doing it, but they just, the money just wasn't there anymore. And I think that's when it would be scariest, looking at the analytics, just seeing it go down. But then and, your mind yeah. becomes so, filled with so worry and you're yeah. like trying to problem solve that how much of your brain power is left over for being creative and doing the things yeah. that you know you, you saw it. you, you want to do right yeah and so yeah i just stopped caring a while back um like maybe like a year or two ago and i just i was like wow i'm just so happy when i don't check it first thing in the morning mm. like mm. i genuinely became a lot happier um maybe i care too little sometimes maybe i should care a little bit more mm. but i yeah i just i'm i'm just i have faith in what i do and and that what i do is fun and that people will want to come out for it. And I'm, I'm very, I just feel so lucky that that's where I'm at right now. Well, what are you looking forward to most? Well, we did, we just did the charity event. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of think, at least for now, that's, I think that's where I'm, I'm kind of hooked on, mm. is doing really big, fun events and kind of hosting and, and being in that seat of just bringing a lot of people together and, and making these cool events where we do some crazy stuff. And I'm just, I'm just so passionate about doing all that stuff. And, Ah, oh, it feels good. It feels good. It feels good to make stuff that I'm I, that I just feel good about. Yeah. And that there's there's not a day that goes by where I'm not excited for the next thing that I'm doing. And you get to see the reactions from people who Dude. are affected by it in the same. Like yeah. they, in a sense, some people are absorbing the excitement that you feel and yeah, feeling that yeah. themselves. But I'm having a lot of fun with it right now, and I feel like I'm at like the happiest I've ever been with YouTube right now. Yeah, these chairs are so comfortable, by the way. Thank I you. I realized I was slouching, and I'm I, like, I, and they're, they're so comfortable. I've, I've had people be like, "Those are the most uncomfortable-looking chairs in the world." I'm like, "Bitch, sitting in, see how these long you want to sit. This, these you you will not want to leave." <laughs> there's, there's a perfect butt print. 
in mine because <laughs> uh, I, I, I sit in it when I don't need to because it's just <laughs> it's it's my it's my safe place.